0: I will say the third engagement was plenty of fish and he lied about his entire existence on this earth.
1: Are you for <laughs> real? You the
0: entire he, existence. Oh,
1: you gotta unpack that. You <laughs> said he lied about his entire existence. Yeah, what what, what entire did this man tell what, what this man tell you? And so, how did you get engaged with somebody that you just didn't no, know nothing well, about? Well,
0: we dated for a year. Okay. But everything we found out later was a lie. And so once that happened, I was like, I ain't doing this online dating thing. Okay, anymore. give
1: me an example. What did he lie about?
0: He lied about his job.
1: Okay Did he live locally?
0: He lived locally So at this time um, My first job out of law school Was in Houston So I was living in Houston And I will admit Now that I You know you go back And you reflect Like what was going on I was lonely My family's here in Dallas Okay I was in Houston I was by myself I was working for this firm And there was nobody At the firm And so I did the whole Well let me try this Online dating thing Because I'm going out I'm just not meeting My type
1: I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world.
0: Hello, my name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I am Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ centered. You have set a standard in love dear future wifey podcast has um opened my understanding i highly recommend that everyone whether you're single you're married you're divorced you're widowed everyone to go follow this podcast
1: continue with me as i discover uncover and recover love i'm the terrace whitfield and welcome to the dear future wifey podcast Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTerra Sar whitfield Listen, why haven't you subscribed to the podcast? If you haven't subscribed, can you please stop shacking up with us and hit that button and subscribe? Be sure to turn on your notification bell so that you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. Listen, um, these last couple of weeks in Dallas... Well, Texas as a whole has been very trying, and so uh, allow me to apologize for not being with you for the last two weeks. Uh, it was unexpected. I've been trying to help my mom move into a new apartment. One of her neighbor's pipes burst and um, just had to go take care of mom. And Still to this very day, I'm without water, and so I've been just filling up my little jugs from my office and taking it home. and taking what we know as uh some people know it as a a whore bath (laughs) some people know it as a bird bath (laughs) but it's a bath nonetheless ah come on somebody so um but listen today i'm so excited to have a good friend on the podcast today uh she's worked with me on a project for as a pr uh let me just tell you this real quick this lady is so dope to me and so, I'm going to pull her out of her comfort zone, and we're going to ask her some questions because she used to being on the other end of the spectrum. And uh, so, without further ado, she's the CEO of Think3 Media, a PR firm, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my homie, Leah Fraser. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We I was boiling time.
0: water, too, and doing... Yep. You whore was doing that too baths.
1: You was doing that You hurt doing her So do you, you, you call yeah. it Whore baths You call it bird baths Which one do you go by baths. Okay did, Okay. So <laughs>
0: see. I mean it was like Okay this is getting real
1: See Armani hasn't heard Of that before He was like what I call it a bird bath I said
0: You just do What, what you, you gotta, gotta do, do. <laughs> Some people were Putting buckets of snow In the bathtub Yeah And I said okay Lord Please don't let that Be my testimony <laughs> But we did have I had it where the water was shut off, and then when it came back on, they recommended you know don't use what's coming out of the yeah, cause faucet. Yeah, because they said it was
1: bad, and you need to boil the water. We had a boiling water
0: notice or notice
1: that. or whatever, and it's it's been interesting. But see, I grew up poor, so that didn't catch me by surprise. I used to always our water would be getting cut off, our electricity got cut off. So when I came back from L.A. and um, to witness what this one degree weather that we had, I was like, all right, you know, God has taught me how to abase and how to abound, how to live with and live without. So, you Preach. know, yeah, yeah. That's what wow. I've been raised doing. Huh? When you grow up poor, you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh. Oh, so listen, Leah, I invite you on the podcast because you and I had this conversation. To uh, get uh,
0: in my business and then broadcast much, it to the world. Pretty
1: much, pretty much, pretty much. But, uh, it was interesting because you and I just. So, when I invite people on the podcast, it has to be something that happens organically. So, you and I have known each other for some years, but on a conversation we had a couple of days ago, you know, we just started talking about relationships. And what I found interesting was your journey to um, hopefully being connected to your purpose partner. And uh, I think you, like most women who are dope in your own right, uh, amazing women You know it's a it's a struggle out here It's a struggle out here
0: It's a struggle in these streets
1: It's a struggle in these COVID streets
0: I told you it's a global epidemic It's a
1: global <laughs> epidemic uh, These men not stepping up to the plate And um, mm-hmm. doing some stuff But we had a cool conversation that I want to dive into So today we're going to call this episode PR for love I can dig it PR for love We're going to call it PR (laughs) for love Because this is what You do for a living uh, Working with other people Trying to connect them To get exposure For their businesses Their business Or their brand And so I think The What we try to do In our single life Is we try to Catch people's attention so that we can draw them to our brand in hopes of uh, yeah. You You didn't tell me that that was good. That was yeah 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 yeah. I just I just I just came (laughs) to me because that's what we do when we make a post uh, and I and I talk to a lot of my single friends who make posts of food and they're cooking and saying that oh I'm cooking you know I'm cooking this meal and even though they may not be doing it trying to you know garner the attention of a male. I notice it as a male and I go, mm. OK, so if I chose that woman, I get to eat like that or, <laughs> you know, or you see a woman and she's sitting there and she's taking selfies and you can see the background of her apartment or her house or whatnot. You go, OK, she keep a clean house or at least in this shot it's clean. <laughs> so if I got with her, this is what I get a chance to experience. And so, you know, that's 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 what we do as as that's um, our PR. That's our brand. That's true. So let's talk about you. Mm -hmm. How has your journey been as a single woman? First of all, let me ask you Have you ever been married before?
0: I've never been married I have been proposed to three times
1: Three times See, she done got three proposals (laughs) Some women waiting on one So that means you're doing something right To get three people to propose I guess Ain't no I guess, that's fact
0: Well, okay. Men
1: don't just run around proposing to people
0: Well, okay, I'm 38 Okay so the first one was unofficial, I like to say, because it was with my high school sweetheart. He had said, look, as soon as you come across that graduation stage, it's a wrap. I don't I already talked to your stepdaddy. We're going to go did, ahead and... He, he talked to him? I don't know if it really went down, but he's like, I done talked to your stepdaddy. You know, is this something we want to do? We made an agreement, and <laughs> I, you know, I was looking forward to that. And then things happen. You know, you go to college. Yeah. And in his case, I guess the little shorties was hollering at him at his college. I was in New York, he was in Ohio. And so we had like a love and basketball story. We were both uh. athletes. He graduated a year before me. And so we stayed together, and he was supposed to transfer to my school, and of course, love and basketball was huge then, so I just saw our whole story like, <laughs> oh my god. And it didn't happen. It didn't he, happen. He broke up with me on my birthday. On I your like, oh, birthday? birthday so watch this. Yeah. On your birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. Well, actually, it was the next day. It was like 12, 17 a.m. I'll oh, never she forget. Remember, she remembered That's how, well, we talk about yeah. trauma, right? Yeah, trauma. So it was traumatic because I didn't think anything was wrong with our relationship. And I had waited all day on my birthday for him to call. I was like, okay. My teammates took me out. We went to Red Lobster, and they were like, it's your birthday. Why so, well, hold on. on what, so, what
1: sport did you play? Basketball. Okay. All right, basketball. So, you're playing basketball. And I'm
0: running around. I'm going to class and I'm looking at the the answer machine kiddos. And
1: yeah, see they don't know about they don't know about no answer machine. See, everybody don't know nothing about no answer machine.
0: And no call. And I'm going back, no call, like all day long. Went to Red Lobster dinner with the with my teammates. Come back, no call. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, where? And then he finally called twelve seventeen, and I was like, where were you? I was waiting on you. It was my birthday, and he says, well, technically, it's not your birthday anymore, now, is it? <laughs>
1: Whoa, savage move All right.
0: It was totally savage And then it was just, you know, don't think this is working And then he ended up breaking up with me that day And all I can You know, there was some red flags I would say That there was girls that were interested in him And he was calling me saying You know, this girl wants to go to a movie Is that cool? Mm -hmm. And I'm like I trust you, I don't trust her. Why would you ask me to go to a movie with a girl by yourself? And so I'm just thinking, you know, maybe there were some people that found him attractive and he took a chance and broke up with me. And of course, like I'm not going to put you in that category. Oh, yeah, but no sometimes, time. you know, they kind of have their little regrets. And so it, it just it is what it is. So that was kind of unofficial one and then I had another one. Um, he proposed while I was in California. I said yes. And then at that time, I was um, about to take the bar to become a right, so attorney. You living, so
1: you went from New York and you started living in California?
0: I came back here, and then I went to L.A. for my last semester in law school. Okay. And we had known each other from college, and he proposed. And I said, yes. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so in love. Okay, but I'm a realist. What are we going to do? I'm in California Am I taking the California bar? Am I taking the Texas bar? Yeah. He lived in Ohio at the time. Am I taking the Ohio bar? How are we going to make this work? Because this is my career. And he freaked out when it came to the actual serious stuff. And I'm like, so you just want the fun stuff. You want the wedding. You want the the, the. the pomp and circumstance. And I'm trying to, I'm a planner. So I am trying to plan this thing logistically for my career And it just fizzled. I was like, I I can't do this. So how long
1: did that last before it fizzled out?
0: Um, After he proposed, after six months, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Because I was doing this tug of war of like, hey, let's sit down. We've got to go through finances. He was just avoiding it. Hey, let's avoiding it like the plague. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to marry anybody where we can't hammer out the hard stuff. Like, this ain't even the hard stuff.
1: Yeah, We ain't got to the hard stuff yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, so fast forward. Now you're 38. What has dating looked like through this process?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, It's crazy. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so um, dating has been interesting. I've always been the type of person where I feel like, okay, I'll just, I can meet my husband wherever I could be at the grocery store, but I'm also not the type where I'm just going to be Leah. So if I felt like going to sweats, I'm sorry, that's what you get, mm-hmm. you know? That's good. So I just want to meet him and as natural as my element as possible. Yes. Um, but I did have some friends saying, well, maybe you should try online dating. But I think religiously I had it in my head where I was like, well, I don't want to force it. Like I don't want to play the hand of God if I start
1: Dating doing online?
0: dating apps. And I've had some really bad experiences.
1: <laughs> so hold on, real quick. Because that's that's an interesting uh notion. You said you don't want to quote unquote, let's say, manipulate the hand of God right. by being on dating app. Do you feel like that? Do you still feel like that? That that giving yourself exposure. Now remember, you're in PR. What you have to do is cast the net wide. Because in PR, what do you do when you start working with a client? You start sending out to people and yeah. seeing what news station or what radio station or whatever find interest in that client's story. Correct? Or do Correct. you just go just send it to one person and say, if they don't like it, then that's fine?
0: Correct. But I think I'm of the mindset, too, that I was kind of like in this these two different universes where it's like, okay, I came from where you could go to the grocery store. And meet somebody. Or you could... Be at the club Wherever it was And you can meet somebody Just out In that type of way Versus versus, Okay now You really have to spend The majority of your time Virtually Yep And I I tried it unsuccessfully. I will say the third engagement was plenty of fish, and he lied about his entire existence on this earth. Are you for <laughs> real? You the entire he, existence. Oh,
1: you got to unpack that. You <laughs> said he lied about his entire existence. What did this man tell you? And so, how did you get engaged with somebody that you just didn't no, know nothing well, about? Well,
0: we dated for a year, okay. but everything was a lie. we found out later was a lie. And so once that happened, I was like, I ain't doing this online dating thing Okay, anymore.
1: give me an example. What did he lie about?
0: He lied about his job.
1: Okay. Well, did he live locally?
0: He lived locally. So at this time, um, my first job out of law school was in Houston. So I was living in Houston, and I will admit, <laughs> now that I, you know, you go back and you reflect, like, what was going on? I was lonely. I, yeah. My family's here in Dallas. Okay. I was in Houston. I was by myself. I was working for this firm, and there was nobody at the firm. And so I did the whole, well, let me try this online dating thing because I'm going out. I'm just not meeting my type. Right. So we meet online, everything looks great, we start dating, he's taking me out. Oh, I did a terrible thing, I let him move in. Oh, there, like, it, is. there
1: <laughs> it is, he moved in.
0: <laughs> but it was, again, it was based off of that, oh, I'm lonely. Yeah. So we got, we got to check ourselves when we get like that, right? Yeah. And he moved in and everything was great. You know, when you're waking up in the morning and the other individual's waking up and they're getting dressed and ironing their clothes. you thinking they're going, they going to work. you thinking they're going to work. You moons. know, many, many moons later, I'm finding out you, we driving down the same, we driving down Westheimer in Houston tripped. and you're just doing a big U-E as soon as I, I take, I hit a right to get on 59. Like, <laughs> I kid Leah, you not.
1: Leah, he just turned back around, came back to the house.
0: But let me trip you out. Okay, so when I first, when we first started oh. dating, I met his best friend. Okay. And his best friend's wife. Best friend's wife tried to pull me aside to give me the- give you the game. Girl. And he yanked me and pulled me back another direction. Like, oh, don't listen to her. She's a hater. <laughs> da, 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 da. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's something to this. But, you know, I didn't yeah, think anything just, further. Yeah, you just pushed it
1: back further in your mind.
0: What he was doing was he had, like, literally psychologically, he was telling me the life of his friend. So his friend <sighs> wow. worked for, like, a railroad company that was, like, based in the Houston area- And so he told me that was his job. And so the stories that his friend was telling him of what happened on that day at the job or what was going on, he was coming home and saying, oh, well, this is what happened today and (laughs) da 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 And I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But I didn't find that out till like a whole year later when – some other stuff had happened, and then I started, when I finally sat down and, you know, started thinking about stuff, his whole family was in on it. it was, Are you for I, real? Yes. They knew he was lying to me. But mama didn't want him mooching off of him anymore, and neither did the sister, so they were all in cahoots to keep giving him money, like, oh, contribute to her bills, um, keep paying half on everything, put groceries in her fridge, keep doing this, because they didn't want me to tip off that he was lying because they didn't want him back in like messing with them. So it was like, you're not our problem anymore. You're her problem and we will do whatever it takes to keep you over there. So they were all in cahoots. So when I broke up with him, sister was calling me. Is there, there's really nothing we can do? (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, because they knew he was going to either have to move back back into them. them. It was, so when you go through that again, keyword trauma, Yes. I'm like, I don't, Everyone, like the stuff you see on Lifetime TV, that was happening to me. I don't want to do online dating, and especially Plenty of Fish. No more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay eHarmony. What's your highest premium level? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have vetted some folks not doing plenty of fish for free anymore oh
1: I'm my afraid. god that's so, I, you know what
0: my brother still laughs to this day he thinks it's the funniest story ever
1: it's hilarious but then i feel it's funny to me but then i'm thinking i'm like that's sad because cuz the thing about it is i don't like for anybody to get manipulated i don't like anybody being deceived i, don't, I just it, it just bothers me so much but the the craziness is i'm laughing at the extent that people will go to deceive somebody. And, like, how long was he willing to go with that? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's sad because you could have gotten married to this dude. And and then why didn't he just get a – did he have a job at all?
0: He did not have a job, but his mom was like – Enabling him. She was enabling. She had a beautiful home in Houston in the medical district. She had all this alimony (laughs) from all her prior husbands. All of them. Mom was set. She was getting these huge checks. And so, you know, it was like, oh, I don't want him. And and mom was hot. Mom was a straight up, like, she had it going on, banging. And so she had her little boyfriend. So she didn't want him (laughs) at the house messing up her (laughs) game. So she was willing to do whatever it took to, like, you stay over there with Leah. So what we got to do? We got to put groceries in there. God. We got to pay half the electric bill, half the rent. Like, what we got to do? Oh,
1: God, this enabling is over there.
0: Yeah, and it just, it, like, it just blew my mind. And, you know, what killed me was just, like, for me, I think I beat myself up about it because it's, like, you're supposed to be this smart girl. Like, how did you not see any of this so it was embarrassing for me to go back just to like I don't really care what anybody else outside of family and friends think but to go back to my family and say because at the time he had he had proposed we were um we had put earnest money down on a home in Katy and so we had did that whole process my mom drove up from Houston we walked her through the house so let's go
1: back to his loan application on the loan application (laughs) that means it was totally in your name because he, he didn't put, I work for so-and-so, because a mortgage company would have just found him out.
0: Well, see, on that part, that, uh-huh. well, before we even get there, the reason why I didn't was because before all that happened, I was like, I need to see your credit report. Yeah. I need it because, like, I'm cool. If we're yeah. getting married, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yep. So if my credit's good, but yours needs a little help, yep. I'm the type, like, I'm a solutions-based yeah. person. Like, let's find a solution. Mm-hmm. And so when he kept bucking at me, bucking, 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 I was like, Forget this. At the end of the day, at least if I get stuck with something, it's going to be mine. And
1: I ain't going to be fighting you for it.
0: Exactly. But that was, boom, red flag.
1: So were you practicing law then?
0: Yeah, I was practicing law at the time.
1: What area of law were you in?
0: Uh, <laughs> Bankruptcy. <laughs> I represented the banks.
1: But to have to represent yourself represent- with him. Oh, <laughs> my. Dealing with that dude. Goodness. And so, and so from that point on, so that was the, that was the, the dating sites, <laughs> the online dating and then now how have you been meeting prospective bows?
0: Um I've had, you know, friends introduce me to people and and that's been great and you know, I dibbed and dabbed a little bit back into the Bumble game and um let's see whether else Tinder. It was Bumble. We're you on Tinder. I could never do Tinder. It just seemed like ratchet. Grimy.
1: I heard that it's just it, they just said that's more of a smashing app.
0: Yeah, you know. and I was just wasn't, you know, I went into that. Bumble was okay. Uh, okay, Cupid, I met a guy, and we dated for three years, but he oh, had his that's issues. Three
1: years? <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds successful.
0: It was successful, but I had, um I I I, I made some mistakes. Okay, put you out made there. some mistakes. He okay. made some mistakes, and then it just didn't work out. Okay. So, you, but you said
1: you made some mistakes first.
0: I, I definitely did. Oh, okay. I definitely did. you
1: want to unpack the mistakes, Leah? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, sure, why not? you don't hear women admit <laughs> they make mistakes.
0: Well, I did. You know what? How we were talking about earlier about having people in your circle that will call you on to your crap. Yeah. I'm very blessed to have some girlfriends who have no filters that actually, I you know, we have those girl conversations where they know the desires of my heart. Yeah. So when they see me doing the exact opposite of what I just told them I'm never going to do again. Girl, what are you doing? You just said yeah. so. How are you expecting God to bless you with X, Y, and Z when you're doing the you're doing it again? You're self sabotaging. You're doing, and when it's you, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're just used to acting in this repetitive behavior. Mm-hmm. So with him, we started dating, and um, you know he was great. Would cook. I would go over. Duh, duh, duh. He just kept making this his comment like, oh, I just wanna come over and da, da da da. But I would have these walls because I'm just like, I don't I'm not ready for that because most guys when they're trying to come over, immediately they trying to smash.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> so facts. I was trying to do all of those things that I told my girlfriends that I wanted to do, but I knew in that moment, I was like, Oh, well if you come over, I don't trust myself not to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he kept saying it and I kept you know putting it off Putting it off And finally he just got angry And was just like you know I'm I'm done with this <laughs> And so we broke up And then we got back together again And it was like okay well You know what So hold on y'all,
1: y'all were in a relationship And you would let him come over?
0: I didn't I I was trying to I, I don't know how to date correctly I guess if that's the word Because I knew if he came over I just gonna, didn't gonna, know You didn't trust yourself I didn't trust myself That's it But did you go to his house? I
1: did. So you tell me you trust yourself more at his house than at your own?
0: Yeah, because in my house it's like
1: you're more comfortable. Exactly. And so at his house you let people. your go. At, at his house you were. It was cool.
0: My car's out front. You know, <laughs> like, it's not my. It's not like you know my bed's there. My my clothing's there. Like I just I don't know. So but you got but you got
1: a relationship with him. Y'all were like in a committed relationship. Yeah, with each it was other. exclusive. For how long before you for. for that happened.
0: It was three months.
1: Three months, and then you just said, He just said, You know, I'm tired of this.
0: He was. He, he was like, I'm, I'm done. You're hiding something. Because it seemed you're, like you married he was or like, something. You're married. Show yeah. me your finger so he would just randomly like pick up my finger all the time and be like I'm just trying to make sure there's not a tan line like you're taking it off before you get over here and all this other stuff and I was, I don't blame him for that I was like no no like that's not it I don't blame him for that and so finally when I realized oh I was like well why don't you just come over let me cook for you blah 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 blah. and he was like no like you're only doing it because now you see that I'm kind of over it and I was like well and so strictly
1: was it was it a fear that it was only the sexual stuff. It wasn't like you felt like he was going to get used to coming over there and he was going to move in?
0: There was part of that, too. I think there was i um, – I'm not a control freak. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. But I think I did yeah. try Fair to the control shape. the pace of the relationship as well, if I were to be honest, where well, I don't good. want it to be because the other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you he was moving in at, you, yeah. know,
0: fourth, um, you know, fourth, fifth month. So I think in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, how do I rework this dating equation – to get it right. Okay, Leah, so this time in dating this guy, let's try it so that you're not, you know, having sex too early. Let's try it this way. He can't stay the night. He can't do this. Um, I think one of I was watching some YouTube, you know, that's how you get all yeah, the information. That's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on YouTube. Like, like this. Just like this podcast. Like you just listen like this. to this podcast, bro.
1: <laughs> your information. And she
0: called it um like some I don't know what she called it like bench dating or something like she had a bench outside of her house and that's as far as he got. Like they sat on the bench, they talked, talk, talk, boom when it's over, boom, go home, but you can't like you couldn't cross the threshold. And so I was like, "That's what I need to try. That's what, <laughs> Let's shake that up and let's do it that way." So you can't, no, you can't cross over this threshold because I, I don't want, I don't want nothing to happen. What I, I, I did you tell
1: him that you were saving yourself for whatever time span, or did you even not know you were saving yourself? What was the point?
0: No, I did, but I think too, um, there's a lot of men where if you tell them that at the forefront. That is the end Of the conversation Like that's the end Of the dating period So, so let me tell you this And at that point Cause I was definitely mm-hmm. Like this was Some time ago I wasn't that comfortable In myself To be like Oh well Just walk away I was like Oh I really like him So maybe I can make some Can
1: actually manipulate him To stay Cause that's the word yeah. So what happens is this <laughs> yeah. I'm on, I can't stand you No cause it's real Cause what happens is I'm on Clubhouse Uh like over the last couple of weeks, I've been on there a lot. Yes. And that conversation comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it comes up about when do you tell a man that you're practicing abstinence? And then some women, uh, tell, you know, they talk about wait until, you know, never bring it up. Don't bring it up on the first date. Let him basically get caught up in you and then talk about it. And in me, I come from the school of let a guy know straight up. Cause if you want, if you don't want to waste your time and waste his time, cause think about how that work out for you. You sit there and then you tell he him, did not. yeah, because you just you bait him for three months, four months, whatever. Why
0: you gotta use the word bait?
1: Cause that's the word. We are gonna call it what it is. We keep it lit.
0: That's so strong.
1: It's strong, strong. but it's real. Think about it. If I sit there, cause this, we're gonna pr this dude <laughs> into <laughs> our life on the level that we want him to stay Lord. in our life. We're gonna pr him. We're gonna we're gonna say I'm gonna show you this facade of me, I ain't going to tell you the real truth because the the, the truth part of you is that I am saving myself for whatever, whether it's Mm -hmm. for marriage or whether it's where I feel secure within myself to trust you enough with my heart that I'm going to give you my body. Whatever that is, you're not saying, she said she wasn't waiting for for the I do.
0: The Lord ain't done with me She ain't done with her yet. She
1: said she just want to get to the point to where she can trust herself (laughs) and you enough to be able to guard her heart. And that's fair. And the reality was, you could have said that. You could have said that to him and said, "Hey, listen, I'm—I don't trust myself." And you can be honest about what you've been through in the past. Hey, I went through this with this guy, this, and, and if he's like, "Well, shoot, you deserve that," and you're like, "Oh, I need to get rid of you now." But if he's like, "Man, listen, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, and I understand, I respect that, I respect that. If I if I had gone through what you went through, I would be the same way. So that's cool. Yeah. And then and then you get a chance to have him express." His compassion towards your journey Or about your journey And that's all I talk about I talk about if you show up as your lit self Living intentionally and transparently The intentionally part is Listen, hey, this is where I'm at in my life And this is what I want in my life this is my intentions and now transparently this is why I feel the way I feel and this is what has happened to me and that and that's what it is and so so y'all had that he broke up with you and then y'all came back together and then what happened
0: yeah my grandmother passed and he was there a hundred percent like hey let me take care of you I got you this I know you're upset and, and he was just that type of guy and then we reconnected but I think his trust was broken with me and he could never get over the Cause fact.
1: Because he, he, he probably thought you had a live-in <laughs> boyfriend and that you was lying to him all the time.
0: And it just kept spilling over where we could never get over that hump. Even what would he say? What later, would he accuse you of? It's not that he would accuse me of anything. It was like you can feel when someone's not letting walls down with you or where you can never kind of push past a certain point. And for me, it was just like he would just be really short and just like, irritable because it may and I don't know what he was thinking because he wouldn't communicate it okay but I knew that he was different from the first time he wasn't as open as he was before really and so I knew that there was some trust that was broken I was doing everything I could to mend it everything to show him you know okay like like you said just being a little bit more open not as guarded and doing all these things and nothing worked until the point where I felt like it was almost getting to the point where I felt like he was just disrespectful. And I was like, you know, I don't want this. And I, I don't know what a successful relationship that leads into marriage looks like. I've never seen one, but I know what joy is. Mm-hmm. I know how, what makes me happy and this doesn't make me happy. So I have to walk away and I have to just feel hopeful <laughs> and have faith that I'm, whatever lessons I'm supposed to learn, okay, now let's get to the next one and see if it could be better. And I walked away. So, Leah,
1: how long was this – how long has it been since that fiasco?
0: Um, Let's see. We're in 2021. So, it's been a couple of years. I've dated a couple of people in between that. You
1: know. Which is what I want to talk about. We talked about something that really resonated with me, and I'll tell you Why? Once we begin to unpack this, what is the main issue that you run into as you are dating these new people?
0: Um, Currently, it's, you know, just being an entrepreneur. I'm trying to build like literally trying to build an empire. And I'm thinking about all those things, generational wealth. I'm thinking about my husband before he enters my life. So I'm preparing, preparing. But what takes the majority of my time is that preparation. And a lot of people say, oh, I want that boss girl. Mm-hmm. No, I want the CEO. Yeah. My girl is bad. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get into the relationship with that person and realize, like, oh, well, this may look like she can't stay the night because she's got to go back. Like, literally after the date, we had a couple glasses of wine. Okay, well, I got to go and build a marketing sales funnel <laughs> from 9 to 3 o'clock in the morning. And yes. no, I can't talk to you on the phone. I can't have the distraction you know and it's just been difficult because people will say they understand and that's cool and then they get into the relationship and it's really hard for them to realize that like you're a unicorn you're, you know you're so unique and
1: so the reason why that was so interesting to me is because uh as I reimagine the type of wife that I want when I when I look at who is she and I write letters and I wrote in one of my letters um that started this I think it was I don't know if it was the first letter that I wrote before the podcast happened or one of the letters in it. But anyway, I said, I see you building a life outside of me. And that's what attracted me to you. And so when you started saying that stuff, I said, hmm, now, what does that look like in real time? Yeah, you know. Do I I know I get attracted by boss women, women that are on their grind, doing what they do. They're confident in their, their, uh, their own skin. They're operating on high levels in the dreams and the goals that they have. That's attractive. But then I don't know what that feels like if I feel like I'm not prioritized. And so when you were saying that, I was like, I told you on the phone. I was like, well, yeah, I said, shoot, um, that's not... Too much to ask. I said, if, uh, if you are carving out time, because I asked you this, I said, how many times a week do you <laughs> feel is healthy to spend with a prospective uh, love interest? And how many times a week did you say?
0: And I said, you know, the weekends. So you got two days there, Saturday, Sunday, right? And then a couple of days out of the week. And whether I said, that's like after the work hour or whatever.
1: And then I asked you, how many cumulative hours would that be? So on the daily things, on the weekdays, how many hours per day do you feel is healthy? I was like, oh.
0: You know, like you can get, like, three hours because that could be a dinner. That could be cocktails, talking, um, a movie, whatever. And then on the weekend, shoot, I'm game all day if things are planned throughout the day and just relaxing because I've built my business and boundaries to where I don't work on Saturdays and Sundays. Right. Unless we just had the storm, so I am. yeah. But other than that, I've built that. But I've had to learn because the same guy we were just talking about, um, it affected our relationship because my phone was going off from the moment I got to his house throughout dinner to the time <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i mean i would walk out that door and he just couldn't take it he was like you you're going to have to tell them it's 9:30 i'm i'm out of the office or put up an out of office or get another phone but you're going to have to build boundaries cuz this isn't healthy did you do that i did and it actually helped
1: did it help you professionally
0: it did good it did
1: and so then you transitioned from that relationship. Did you still keep those processes and procedures mm-hmm. in place? Or did yep. you go back to that?
0: Oh, no. I kept it because I realized I never knew it was a problem because I was single. Yeah. And you know, I was like, this is my life. I love what I do. I don't consider what I do my job. I wake up, I yes. can't stop thinking about it. It is is genuinely my purpose. So I love it. So to an outsider, it's like, when you go on vacation, make sure you actually rest <laughs> a and vacation. relax. Yeah, you're and like, this, this, this is fun. This this is, yes. this is fun for me. Yes. And so when he did that and I went into the next relationship, I made sure to carry that over because I didn't have a self-awareness to know that that was an irritant to the men that I was dating.
1: And then so how does that work?
0: It works good. But again, then people push for more time. Then it's like, oh, well, I see you're busy. So, I mean, I just didn't think we were going to be able to do anything throughout the week. And I'm like, but did you ask because also they're
1: assuming it's not that you don't have time for them they assume you don't have time. And that is
0: the number one thing that i'm a calm person but that will take me from zero to 100 when people try to tell me how busy i am just based off of looking at my social media which by the way somebody else helps to run my social media it's not me posting all the time that can give me where it's like oh i saw you were doing this 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 and that and you're everywhere so i just figured you you didn't you know you wouldn't have time to go to this comedy show or whatever and i'm like. But I did, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I can work my schedule around that. If you had to come to me and told me that that's what you wanted to do, but mm-hmm. you don't,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just sad. I used to do that when I was, uh, I used to assume stuff for people when we I know was, what to- that does. yeah, yeah, make a, out of you and me. Um, when I would tour shows and stuff, and I would be like, Oh, you got nine to five, you couldn't act in my show and tour. And then I learned that very quickly that some people have vacation, some people you they may. You may think they have a set career, but it's like, no, this is not my career. I just have a really good job, and I can leave and take off, or I can do whatever. So I start making decisions for people and saying, here's the opportunity. Do you want it?
0: Thank you. And my thing is, then, if I say no every single time you ask, then it's fair for you to have that assumption that she's too busy, but... I, I, I mean, I've tried going in and saying, Hey, the beauty of what I do is I got that freedom. I have freedom. Yes. If you want to go get a coffee in the morning, I can block off my calendar and yes. tell my assistant, don't book anybody, because that is your time. Yeah. I can have extended lunches. I can go meet you for a cocktail and then we can take that cocktail to dinner and to <laughs> the, whatever we need to do.
1: We just keep hearing this word cocktail come up. Do y'all get the uh I love cocktails. That she loves cocktails. Do you have y'all gotten that? Thus far?
0: Sparingly though. Sparingly. <laughs> Socially. I don't really drink at home. But then COVID happened so Then COVID happened
1: and everybody started <laughs> drinking. Drinking. At home. Yep.
0: But yeah, but my thing is that communication piece. You're yes. not telling me that you wanna be prioritized in that way. So you just automatically uh, assume. assume she's too busy. Yeah. And then that you know. That's when cheating happens, yep. or they find someone else to entertain them, and it's just—I just don't think that's fair, especially when it's like I could do those things. I just don't know.
1: So, the last two years, you've—you've you've been single.
0: I've been single. I've been dating. And you had some dating. serious dating.
1: Some serious dating. What does serious dating look like?
0: No, you're with that person but it's not it's a situationship that's what there it is and i never thought I'd and that's what i've been
1: making sure i never get into again like, i've been in I'm trying i've been to. in one i said I'm i just it's the easiest to. thing to fall in let's talk about situationship well, because we're pring and we're with if, if we're being a pr for love but we find I'm ourselves in a situationship, situationship then that means our our pr campaign didn't go quite right
0: you know i'll be honest i'm confident in Every area of my life, Mm -hmm. the least confidence I have is in my relationships. Yeah,
1: I I think that's with most people. And I've
0: just been—I've been—it's like a
1: because you have no control over it. See, when when you said that you're a control freak, (laughs) well, don't mean not like that. Yes, you said you like to control stuff. Mean not in a bad way, but you like to be in control. To say that feel
0: some level of security.
1: Exactly, and so when you can't control something, relationship is the very thing that we can't control at all. One can be in a relationship with a person Give them their all And get nothing in return And that's mm-hmm. the most vulnerable position When you do a relationship right, right. It's the most vulnerable you'll ever find yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that's what makes it so scary Because you can do everything right You can do everything right for a person And that person just be like I don't care what you do You can empower them by doing everything right And they they manipulate you by Because you're doing everything right
0: I've had that. I've been in a relationship with a narcissist. And that's so the, I, um, that's the word
1: I'm trying to not say, but that's what I'm telling you exactly that. Being listen, caught up with a we narcissist. Talk about
0: how we all need to go to therapy yes. and all those other things. And again, we talk about preparation. So part of my preparation was making sure that I went to a therapist that could unpack. Where a lot of my issues were coming from so that I could be my best self. Yes. And so the moment I was like, I got to go figure this out <laughs> was when I didn't know I was in a relationship Ooh. with a narcissist until I had a professional tell me. Yes. This is like, this is what that person was. Was it this? And Been she there. went off throughout all the systems. And I I realized Wow. And then, of course, you start to question yourself. And she's like, no, 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 no. These Mm -hmm. people are master manipulators. Master manipulators. They prey on empathetic people, Leah. You never would have guessed until you're in it. Yes. And so I was in a situation where I was like, I'm doing everything right. And then they would tell you, you're never there for me. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: What? And no matter, you, can you haven't give them
1: done nothing for me. A
0: hundred scenarios, like as early as the day before. Yep. And they'll
1: and you'll start oh. getting you'll start getting gaslighted, and you'll start looking like Is something wrong with me. I something know I wrong. did this. I you're know I said head. this. Yeah.
0: Yes, it'll drive you. Yeah. You'll think you're living. I thought I was on Mars. Like I'm what planet? I, we're not on the same planet. Yep. It was the craziest head trip yep. I've ever been on in my entire we'll
1: life Will totally distort <laughs> your reality. You won't even know who you are, and that's what. And the cool thing about it is that it does push you to into therapy to where you go. Some ain't right because I did choose this person in my life. So how did I choose this person? Because if we're honest with ourselves, we overlook some stuff at the very beginning there that was go. really like supposed to be like, hello. And people are people of faith. God whispers to us all the time. Be like, this ain't right. You know, you ain't got to deal with that. You know, you, you know, you ain't got to accept that. You know, you're better than that. We're like, but I just, I just. Until I just,
0: he just says, all right, I, I, I told you. <laughs> I said, in a pigeon, a smoke signal. I, I sent everything a, koo, koo, koo. Yep. And you still Go and left Okay I got something for you And then he gives you that big shebang And you're like man I don't ever want to go through that again. Go that again don't ever go
1: again Again ever again And you start thinking wiser As dog on yeah. Marvin Sapp said I'm wiser I'm stronger Because yes. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you And that's, and that's the beauty of life Because I always say everything teaches every situation or encounter we go through should teach us something to come better. Yeah. And, and the one thing that we should do is always get better and mm-hmm. not bitter mm-hmm. because what you've been through, trust me, I understand. I overstand. But the beauty of it is that whoever get a chance to inherit your love, they get Leah 3.0. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different level. And then when you find yourself vulnerable again, you're giving them all. If you don't allow, because it's good that you're going through therapy, that they'll, you know, hey, it wasn't your fault. (laughs) It wasn't your fault. It's because you're an empath that attracted that, and that's the only way that you can be used. A narcissist uses empath. So it's nothing wrong with you, but we're going to teach you also how to be wiser in your uh, selection. We talked about situationships. Let's let's, uh, let's unpack that. What's a situationship? (laughs)
0: I think a situationship is, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. um, is where the the boundaries or the lines or the definition of the relationship isn't made clear in the beginning. Then you get rocking and rolling along. One person wants one thing. One person thinks another. And then before you know it, a whole year has passed and there's no clear definition (laughs) of the path that you're taking or the road. And one person is just... La-di-da, happy-go-lucky. And the other person is flipping out because it's like, I'm not too secure. Like, are are, can, are you dating other people? Are you not dating other people? Are you da mm-hmm. And it's just, but there's no clear, like, this is what we're doing. This is where we're headed. And...
1: Don't even know what to call it. can you say it's my no girlfriend? Goals. That's my man? That's my... what? You just be nothing. like... Nothing.
0: There's no social media protocol. Nope, nothing. And it's like... Again, if we're talking about PR, the first thing we do when somebody comes through the, the door is established goals. It's a road map. We are here at A. You need to be at Z. What map are we constructing, you know, between the two to get to our goal? And in a situation, it's like. Let's have fun. Yeah, let's just have fun.
1: No, let's have fun with this conversation. Oh, okay. Well, this it's what, like
0: that, too. <laughs> listen, so
1: think about this. I come to you. This is good. we finna role play.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: I, I'm looking to hire you as my publicist. Mm-hmm. And I want to find a wife. Build me a campaign.
0: What are you doing? Okay.
1: This is interesting. So take, now what would you do? What would you do? A client comes to you and says, listen, I'm looking for love. I need you to build me a roadmap to find love.
0: Well, first, I take a look at you, your brand, who you are internally. And then I need to know, okay, what is this roadmap? Like, what does this in-road look for you? Because some people, it may be I need her to be local. Mm -hmm. Other people, if we're talking in terms of PR, I want to be national. Mm -hmm. You know, and so those are the first two things that I look at because who you are determines how we're going to get here and then what this person looks like over here determines kind of like where we're going to shoot the PR message out to, right? Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't fit the right, the criteria or if it's not a good match with you, we're not even going in that direction. So I have to have very clear, this is Leteris' brand. You know, he's very vulnerable. He, you know, likes to communicate. Here are his love languages. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then we figure out. What does wifey look like? And I, I make my clients give me wish list. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like I would have you give me like what are your top celebrities or who are those women? Like what are your ideal women that are in human form? Because then I can kind of idealize or strategize like, oh, okay, well, we can find women that are kind of like in these these certain categories and shoot for those and then leave everybody else out so we can make sure we're hitting the target. So I need to know what that's like. Is that a Gabrielle Union? Is that a Halle Berry?
1: Is that a Tiki Sumter?
0: Is that a Tiki Sumter? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, putting it out there. Just just throw that on out there. (laughs) Like, what is that like? And then we build, like, I like to work in three-month increments, hence Think3Media. Then we build goals that say, for the next 90 days, what are we doing to aim this arrow at this target? Is it... Let's set you up online in such and such way. The first 30 days, how are we branding you digitally or virtually? Is the next 60 days that we're actually going to position yourselves? Because PR is all about brand positioning and telling your story and putting yourself in front of media outlets and all those things. All right, LaTaris, where are we targeting these women? Where do they, they sit at? This is your target audience. We've identified it, right? Yeah. Where is she at? And wherever she's at, that's where we're going to put you. We're gonna have you strategically at the grocery store. We're gonna have you in church. We're gonna have we're gonna make you as visible as possible to attract that this woman. woman over here. So the next thirty days, that's all we're doing. We're just we're planning. We're playing. We're pitching you, is what we say. Pitching, yeah. We say pitching. We're gonna pitch. We're gonna pitch, we're gonna pitch, we're gonna pitch. And then the last thirty days, we're gonna narrow that thing down. We're gonna make sure that these placements or these women are exactly what you wanted are you getting a return on the investment you made day one to day 60 in these last 30 days of these women that we've kind of pulled together in your PR pool but that if I were to build a campaign like that's what it would look like let's brand let's get you out there let's make sure you're a nice professional polished package from head to toe because if you're telling me this is what you want this is what they look for as well So we're going to get you together. The next 30 days, we're just going to start planning you in front of those women, wherever they're at. And you're going to be busy. So I tell my clients all the time, if I tell you to do something and I need it in 30 days, I need it in two hours, you just got to get it to me because that's what you pay me for. Next 30 days, you busy. You're in front of this particular audience. Next 30 days after that, let's get that return on investment. Let's narrow these puppies down. That's what I would do. I would strategize in that way.
1: I want you to just break that down because that's exactly what you should be doing for yourself.
0: <laughs> he turned the tables on me.
1: <laughs> Listen, because at the end of the day, we can, we, when we, we were operating in our gift, you see how easy you were able to spit that out. I just sat there and listened to you.
0: He's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't do that for ourselves. In PR, you, you're attracting people. Everybody that you named was people that's not even in your pool. Not even in your target market. These are people that you wouldn't like. How did you get a guy that doesn't even have a job? Like, how do you get that? It's because you're leading with your heart and not with your mind. Not with mm-hmm. the gift that God has placed inside of you to do PR work.
0: I, you know, I'm still I'm still trying to get over how you flipped this on me. <laughs> I was like, did he, just, he pulled because, the okey-doke on me. Because in
1: the midst of you talking, God said... Tell her, because you are talking about I in relationships is where I just I'm just I'm I just don't know what to do. I don't. But it's the same thing that you do for um, other people. Strategize. Building their brand and strategize and be like, what do I want? But then also I wanted you to really spit out in from your gift how easy it is for you to be able to rattle that stuff off. That's true. And also, if I decide to, you and I decide to partner up and, and start doing relationship matchmaking or whatever, then we know how to pull that together real quick. Listen, I,
0: what's the plan? You, before we even did this, I was out there, what's the plan? What's the goal? <laughs>
1: what's the What's the plan? What's, What's, the the plan? Goal? What's the goal? Yeah, we could we could we could be doing some matchmaking services or something. Hey, I'm uh-huh. down. Building brands, we'll create a whole other little thing. We'll let to go buy the domain let's, name. that's in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, let's
0: build brands. Yeah, because you think you're ready. Yeah, and then sometimes you, you just need a little bit more polishing. And
1: yeah, little a little tweaking, a little finesse here. Yeah,
0: maybe you should take down or or look on social media. Talk about it. Building your algorithm. If you first start dating somebody, or maybe even not, you're trying to attract that woman that we're talking about, or that man, then maybe I don't want to see all the booty shaking on my feed Talk about that it. your algorithm has built, because that's telling <laughs> me the type of man that you are. There it is. You know what there I it mean? Is. And in Clubhouse, you really can't get around it, because if you're going in the wrong rooms and we're following each other, then those rooms come on my feed. And I'm like, Yes. what's he doing in the moon room at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night?
1: Okay. So, so let me tell you something, we, I was in this room uh, called Future Wife Masterclass. Uh my home boy, My homeboy King Art runs that. Okay. And my boy Corey, all of us be in that room giving advice to uh, women. But this one lady, she came and she was like, I'm abstinent. No, she said she was a virgin and she used to be a track star and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then she said that, um, you know... How do I attract a man or once I tell a man that I'm a virgin or I'm practicing abstinence, they ghost you. And then I went to her Instagram and I was like, and I took a screenshot and shared it with the guys. And I was like, and she was naked. Her whole thing was she did a photo shoot where she was naked and uh, just butt naked, but she was profiled. And she was covering up, but it was a black and white. Beautiful picture, but she was butt naked. And I said, so we just we just went in. So, we like, like, what message
0: does that send? Yeah, what does that like, send? Okay. Like,
1: if I see a woman so comfortable to be naked for the world, then she tells me, well, I'm practicing abstinence, and I'm not even, or I'm a virgin. It's art. It's art. That's what she said. She said <laughs> it was art. She said it was art. And I was like, well. I want you to understand this is gonna be a hard sale. First of all, guys gonna call, you know, BS on that. You know, they're gonna be like, all right, yeah, you saying that, but I can get in there. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're that comfortable to post to that, a naked photo comfortable of comfortable yourself for the stuff. world, then you could be naked in front of me. You know what I'm saying? And then if I can get you naked in front of me, then now I'm halfway, like G.I. Joe is, is halfway the battle, you know. So it's like I'm almost there. So the reality is that what you just said, what are you saying on your social media? Because um, I look at people's social media all the time. If a girl pops up in my news feed or somebody starts following me, I go to their social media, start looking at their pictures, see what they're posting, if they're partying all the time. If every uh, in every uh, story they're drinking and popping bottles, and I, I don't know. Just I don't past follow
0: me. people that take too many selfies. <laughs> I don't know what's changed between yesterday and today.
1: That you had to take another selfie. He <laughs> so "I just want to make sure that I, like, I still look the same." same well, way that's I do. one of
0: my things. I think, like, if I'm dating a guy and <laughs> you can tell that they're posting because they need that validation from other yeah. females, that is a hard exit for me. What posting selfies and stuff all the time, or oh, you know what irritates me—the people that always post and they're singing and. Like, how weird are you talking, are you talking are you about lip to...
1: syncing when they be lip syncing? Yeah, night? but
0: they be trying to lick their lips and like into the into the story. And I'm just like, that's not weird for you. Like, now I love fun like TikTok videos and yeah. reels, but there are people that their entire IG story is them lip syncing songs. And, and, and I, I mean, okay, I would say no judgment, but there's a little bit of judgment. I just don't <laughs> like it. From a male perspective, because some of the guys I've dated, it was just so the women could be like, "Oh, like, oh, that's hot," or like whatever. And it's like, why do you need so much validation from women? Like, what? I don't understand. Don't you have things to do?
1: Uh, probably not. That's that's because. And
0: then you know. they get mad. You don't watch my stories. <laughs> I all don't right. watch my own stories. All right, all right,
1: all right, go back to that. That on social media, do you believe <laughs> that y'all have to y'all should be following each other? Is no. Red flag? So if you were dating a guy and he wouldn't follow you, you wouldn't take that.
0: I do not take it personally because I have monetized my platform. Now, look, if you want to click and like and add to the engagement, that is fine, but that is not a requirement for you to follow me on social media. I think social media is is a huge downfall for a lot of relationships. Yeah, I and heard. So I just. Uh, I mean, I rarely I've never posted anybody. I've dated on my social media. I have curated my platform so people can only focus on what it
1: is, that you professional wanna,
0: yeah. career, the inspiration, the motivation, some things you just want to keep private. And for me, I like to keep my relationships private. I'm going to be the person that you're going to find out I'm either married or engaged six months after the fact. And it'll be a Facebook change.
1: That's and, what I feel I feel that uh, I, I didn't even
0: know She was dating anybody
1: Well I, I believe that uh, People are gonna find out When I get engaged Like it's gonna be like Boom You're gonna see the engagement she gonna be
0: like Wait No No more letters <laughs>
1: You still had letters no all the way through. No more
0: bananas with hearts, and you telling me you' gonna give me the chocolate from the hotel.
1: Oh, uh, you just you just gonna throw back the twenty eighteen. I mean, you're I mean, gonna, you was, saw that post. It was
0: memorable, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he really took the time to
1: carve out some heart, To carve out but, hearts and
0: bananas, <laughs> and I was straight up just <laughs> like chopped.
1: So this is what happened. I was in my feelings that day.
0: So <laughs> clearly, I was,
1: clearly. Yeah, I, I, was in, I was in my feelings. It was, it was the holidays. It was 2018. Um, I had just got out of a toxic situationship. And I was just like, how did I get here? And I was sitting there, and I always take my Greenberg turkey and take the leftovers, and I make my, my little famous chicken salad. And I was sitting there, and I said, i just cut out some little hearts out of bananas. I put my little chicken salad sandwich right there with on, on, on a croissant, put some tomatoes and lettuce on it. And I just looked at that and I said, hmm, I would love to go through this post-Christmas with my wifey to be able to go, listen, hey, you're laying in the bed, it's cold outside sometimes in Texas, and then say, here, you know, and just say, hey, I love you. You know, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a romantic and I like little stuff like that. So and I and I pay really close attention to detail. So that's what those bananas cutting out to say that I will go through.
0: And the women went wow. <laughs> I spent more time in the comments than I did trying to dissect how he made a perfect heart shape in the banana, but it was memorable enough to where I'm bringing it up today. Three years later. Three years
1: later. That is crazy. That was on Facebook. So that was before the Dear Future Wifey podcast. So my podcast started with me writing letters on Facebook to my future wifey. And, um, and people are gonna find out later what birthed my very first letter, but uh, it's interesting that you said that because the that was I didn't even realize, but I was pring for love even back then.
0: And they, when I tell you, <laughs> I'm a little petty, so sometimes I go in the comments and I'm like, "What are people saying?" I was all in those comments, comments like, look, look, at look, "Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! Look at what Terrence he knows what he's doing." Oh,
1: and I'm going to tell you this, what's so crazy, because <laughs> I had some of my friends, they'd be like, do you be posting stuff to get a reaction? I said, actually, I don't. That's why it's so authentic. I said, I literally post what I feel. And and do I know it's going to get a reaction? Sometimes, sometimes don't. Because sometimes I post something and it don't get as much engagement as I would want. And then other stuff, like I post a sandwich and then it's like, oh my God, it's crazy. You know, and it's or are like... Or you
0: getting people in trouble. Like, yeah. dude, can you... Nah, you know, my wife follows you.
1: All dudes be now in box she middle.
0: asked me why I didn't get the chocolate <laughs> off the pillow at the hotel and the heart-shaped bananas. I mean, she was cool with just the chop, chop, chop.
1: Yeah, she was cool with that. and You done messed now up we, everything. Now
0: you messed up the whole game because she was like, Lataris is doing... Heart shaped bananas and he made it around the plate.
1: For a woman that's not even there.
0: For a- <laughs> that made it ten times worse.
1: A woman ain't don't even exist in his like life. He doing that. Man, I have had guys that say, Hey, can I take out these <laughs> last little lines that you wrote in this and post, post it? and no to say that I'm gonna give, I'm gonna say it in my marriage vows. I've All given guys right. permission you to say that stuff. I, I need to get management for that. But yeah. I don't, I don't, try. I'd be like, I'd just be so, I'd be so honored that a man would want to uh, say those words or whatever that I say, go ahead and do that, brother. Go now ahead and available
0: on dearwifey.com. We are now selling marriage vows. Exactly. Anonymously. <laughs> Anonymously <laughs> which
1: is one of the services I did want to offer or whatever. But listen, Leah, <laughs> I had so much fun chopping it up with you. Thank you for showing up as Thank your you. transparent, authentic self. Uh, how can people find you?
0: You can find me on all social media platforms, as branding and PR at The Leah Fraser. You can also find me at com. And uh,
1: you have a podcast yourself,
0: right? I do. You can on all podcast platforms PR yourself with Leah Frazier. I would prefer Apple though for you know my data.
1: Me too. PR yourself
0: with Leah Frazier and we teach people how to personally brand themselves and their businesses um, utilizing you know PR tips and tricks and strategies from the pros. We have news anchors media personalities And we have someone special coming on soon.
1: Yeah, so that's what happened. She called. We were talking (laughs) and she wanted to invite me on her podcast. And I said, no, I need you on mine. I'm going to do yours too, but I need you on mine for this upcoming week. So, you know, oh, yeah. He PR'd
0: himself, (laughs) especially if you're listening to this right now or you're watching this on YouTube. So we're going to talk about how he like grew his vision into what it is today. So I'm excited about that.
1: I'm looking forward to it, Leah. Listen, thank you for showing up as your transparent and authentic self. Uh, You kept it lit. I know uh, you were a little nervous about it. You was like, oh, what are you what are you gonna ask me? I said, I don't know what I'm gonna ask you. We just I gonna- I
0: told you my Nana stopped. Hey Nana. <laughs> yeah, I know you're watching.
1: She's watching this. I
0: just don't even know I'm my business. <laughs> well, you she
1: know, know she you, knows. She knows you're business now. <laughs> she knows you're business now. All right, well, listen, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, you showed up, and I love that.
0: Discover, uncover, recover love. With the new Dear Future collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com.
1: It feels so good to be back on the podcast. Uh, I really have missed y'all for the last couple of weeks. And so this letter will be sort of an update as well as uh, a manifestation to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, last month was a lot. My homeland of Texas experienced the greatest snowstorm of 100 years. Many lost their lives due to traffic accidents or the freezing temperatures. Millions were left without power and running water. I finally got the ladder restored yesterday, having gone without for the past three weeks. I handled it in stride by opting to take bird baths from a bucket in my tub. See, I grew up poor, so we learned quickly how to manage when our electricity was shut off or water disconnected due to non-payment. The toilet is for peeing only. If you have to do number two, walk down the street to McDonald's, my mom advised. I remixed the advice and told my sons, pee in the tub. See, that's one of the many conveniences of being a male. I was stuck in Los Angeles for the first week of the snow apocalypse. I traveled there to direct the virtual concert and conversation with Kenny Lattimore and his wife, Faith. I stayed at their home and was scheduled to depart the following Saturday afternoon after the event. Unfortunately, my flight was canceled. I was flooded with emotions of guilt. My sons and 69-year-old mom were suffering in her one-degree apartment with no electricity, water, and a shortage of food options. Like Olivia Pope's gladiators, I'm the fixer in my family. However, this fixer was rendered helpless. I was over 1,500 miles away and could only offer praying hands and not a helping one. My compassion lends itself in offering my family both. I was miserable. To add insult to injury, I felt like an intruder on Kenny and Faith's first V-Day celebration. Not by any incident of the Lattimores. This feeling was self-inflicted. Trust me, they were the epitome of being the most welcoming host. However, I rented a car and tried to stay away for most of the day. It blesses my soul to see my friends Kenny and Faith do love and life together. They are so perfect for each other. Oh yeah, this is my birthday month. I've coined it March Gladness. I always celebrate by doing something big that makes me glad. Let's see what God has in store this year. Hopefully, this is the last V-Day and birthday I spend without you. Valentine's will be every day with you. You are my March gladness. Please be my peace be still in the midst of the storm. Can't wait to tell you I love you. And follow it up with a kiss on your forehead. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.